Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Hey, besties. I am happy to be here. I feel like sometimes when I do my intro, I sound like really depressed, like I don't want to be here. I am thrilled to be here. I hope you're having a great afternoon. Sometimes when I'm recording, I truly feel like that woman that was in the U.S., like, press briefings. I don't even know what they're called because I don't think we have that type of thing in in Canada. Maybe we do. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I remember going to Parliament uh, like three years ago and they like kind of have like those scrum things. (laughs) But uh, the lady walks in and she's like, good afternoon. And no one says anything. And then she taps her ear and she's like, good afternoon and then they all reply sometimes that's literally what I feel like I'm like hey how's it going and it's just a radio silence but I'm doing well I'm excited to be here just chatting with you all today I'm going to talk about the one year anniversary of COVID if I couldn't uh ruin the mood anymore (laughs) and then I've got so much fun, juicy celebrity gossip to talk about. And of course, my very own This Week in Petty. It's something I feel like everyone can relate to, and I can't wait to tell you the story. Anyways, let's jump right in. It has been one year since like COVID has like super, super kicked off. And, you know, since that two-week work from home uh basically vacation (laughs) we were all planning on taking and it's fucking weird it is so weird and I know that everyone's talking about it so sometimes I kind of feel silly like bringing it up just because it's like on everyone's mind but I don't know I guess that's just what you do when these kind of anniversaries come around and you just kind of reflect on this past year of COVID and and what has happened and I'm trying to not make things like always a learning lesson like I feel like with like traumatic experiences like people are like well what's the silver lining and like what did you learn from this situation and it's like it's totally fine not to have a silver lining or to have any type of like to take away any type of lesson I think that's just something we like always try to do to maybe reconcile what's going on in our lives but yeah that's not what this is (laughs) at all I think like I was literally just gonna be like I think what I've learned is (laughs) I think what I've practiced because it's something I learned pre-COVID is just like really being kind and patient with yourself I think that's something Oh my God, I'm doing it to myself. I'm like, that's something I'll take away. No, there doesn't have to be a fucking takeaway, but I just do think I am better at like being kind and patient when with myself when things are like really tough. And I just think back on like, how many walks have I been on? How many phases have I gone through? It's been a lot. And right now, I, I didn't think this was going to get deep, <laughs> but right now, like I really am just trying to breathe through it. Um, that's something that we see in yoga. I fucking hate myself right now, but that's something that, um, my yoga instructors often tell me is like when you're in an uncomfortable pose to like breathe through it and send breath to whatever is like hurting basically or pinching or just not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And that's what I'm really trying to do now. I think especially for me these past couple months have been so tough like I was like oh the worst is like 
literally not going home to see my family for Christmas and then like the fucking hits just keep coming but there are a lot of things that I have to look forward to and I'm just really trying to hold on to those to get through these next couple months. I feel like I've been kind of getting anxious about actually coming out of quarantine which sounds kind of ridiculous when I was just like I would give my fucking left kidney uh to have things go back to normal but I don't know there's just like an anxiety about like the unknown I think for me I feel like a lot of the guidelines and just like the vaccine rollout where I am in BC just changes a lot every single day and I just can't envision how we like reintegrate back into society and I work at a university. I don't think I talk about this as much anymore, but I should. And we just got an announcement last week that we'll be returning to campus in September. Who knows if that will actually happen? But yeah, I've been feeling anxious about like, what does that even look like for me? I feel like I am a different person than I was a year ago. Again, I don't want (laughs) to judge if that's a better or worse person. Who's to say at this point? But I definitely feel like I am a different person. I feel like I'm that person (laughs) in books when the author's like describing the character's physical description and they're like, yeah, I like looked into their eyes and like I've no I know that they've seen things. <laughs> like I just feel like that person that has like seen things. And like I'm laughing through this, but like I also just wanna recognize that I have been one of the least impacted people by COVID in terms of like keeping my job and my family being and myself being um, safe and healthy. So I also want to acknowledge that I'm sure that this is a similar experience for other people or, or, or even tougher. But I am really excited to see my family and friends, meet some of my online friends that I've met over the past year, travel. Ugh, I just, I've been looking at old travel pics because I'm a fucking sadist and just like reminiscing about like the places and the drinks and like the food (laughs) and the beach and like summer clothes and just all of those fun things I can't wait to see people I can't wait for my Spanish classes to go back to being in like a park and just like hanging out on like a fucking beach towel I can't wait to go to movies I never was a theater person like I never liked going to the cinema (laughs) but I am just I'm, I want to go to a fucking movie. I want to eat the shit popcorn that technically I'm allergic to and will like have a <laughs> like a rash by the end. I want to eat like a family sized bag of M&Ms to myself and drink fountain diet coke and like even watch those fucking ads that they play and like try to guess the questions <laughs> like the trivia questions. I just want to do everything. I think that's like another thing that's changed about me is shit that would have fucking killed me that I would have been so ready to be petty about pre-COVID I'm like have a soft spot for you should see some of the fucking content I like on TikTok like it's just it's ridiculous I'm soft I become so so soft (laughs) 
what are you most looking forward to post-COVID? I know it still might feel like a really long time away, but having those exciting things coming ahead has really been like a light at the end of the tunnel. And it really makes me, you know, continue my COVID safe practices, etc. It's been really, really helpful to have something to look forward to to keep on track. But I want to hear, is it just the huge seeing family and friends or is there something something crazy that you never thought you would miss that you are going to do when COVID finally comes to an end? Anyway, that's enough about COVID. Even though I'm going to talk about COVID a few more times, I feel like in this episode, just because we're going to be talking about the Kardashians, but let's get into all of our celeb gossip for today. So it was the Keeping Up with the Kardashians season 20 premiere, their last quote unquote last because they have that deal with Hulu. I don't know what that is, but their last E! News Keeping Up with the Kardashian episode ever. And I realized because I was looking at like the catalog, I haven't been regularly keeping up with the show since season 15 which is so wild to me just because again they're so in the news and just like dictate so much of pop culture that like I didn't realize that I haven't watched regularly for five seasons and like the opening line of the tv show was like we haven't gone on vacation we haven't left our homes at all so we're going to rent a house in Malibu and I was just like when the fuck was this filmed because we have detailed all of your vacations uh since COVID started on Instagram so it was just so weird and so fake Kim was writing the baby bar exam which is like I guess the precursor to the real bar exam in the U.S. I don't know how law school works there but Kim wrote it and one of her friends Allison wanted to throw her a party and like it's just so funny how they like wore masks but like for half the time and it was like hanging off their face and there was like a a million people there and stuff and I'm just like ugh, it's like either just don't film it or don't or don't do anything but like faking almost seems like more of a slap in the face just because it's so bad like you can just it it just stands out so much more when they're like fake wearing masks and stuff (laughs) and what I mean my fake is like just not wearing them all the time wearing them sometimes and then sometimes not wearing them etc are you watching this season like is anyone watching this season that's something else I would want to know do people like still care I, I definitely think the tv show is their their least lucrative endeavor so I I get and it's probably like the most time consuming so I actually get why they wouldn't want to continue with it necessarily I do think that it is the way that they get to shape the narrative on some of like the scandals that they have so I'm curious to see what they do when the show's concluded about how they want to yeah shape whatever spin on on stories that sounded inarticulate (laughs) I'm not even gonna try to re-record it I'm not gonna say it again and then edit it I don't know what Chris is gonna do to fix some of the like negative press they get without the tv show is what I'm saying okay I guess they still have like TMZ and stuff and they put like you know those articles out where like a close source says something and it's like yeah the close source is Chris Jenner Communications or whatever her company is but she'll still have that but I I do wonder this is such a public way and like they can depict it like it's real life so it's such a good way to 
clear up some things that the press might say about them. So I'm very curious about what they do after this. But yeah, it was hard to watch. They're like, oh, let's just go to this Malibu beach house on the water that's huge with this pool. And I'm sitting in my tiny apartment (laughs) uh, looking at these four walls that I've looked at for seemingly forever. And yeah, I, I understand why maybe this isn't getting the best reviews. It's like annoying watching celebs quarantine when it looks so much different than yours. Scott talked a lot about Sophia, which was really interesting because I don't think he had talked about her a lot on the show before, which again, I haven't watched in five seasons, so who am I to say? But it was really interesting, truly, because I talked about their breakup on the pod a while ago. There was things that I didn't really know about their relationship. A, that they lived together. B, that they were together for three years. And basically, Scott was saying Sophia didn't like Courtney's relationship with him and that he was prioritizing her way too much, which is an interesting spin. And I wonder if it's true. Like, do you think that that's the reason that they broke up? Obviously, it seems logical. He does seem to still be obsessed with Courtney. Like, he literally said, I wouldn't give up my relationship with Courtney in a million years for like anybody and I could just see Sophia sitting watching the TV just being like like you know you know that emoji with like burying the teeth like just that like awkward teeth grin like I just see her doing that I wish you could see what my face actually looked like but it's just like really tough and never being able to like live up to that like I totally get why she wouldn't want to date this seemingly emotionally unavailable guy but I also think the storyline is kind of like convenient that he's talking about this now and just the way that it was packaged so I do wonder if there was like another reason maybe it was his um, alcohol abuse like he did go to rehab while they were dating so I don't know I'm just curious to hear her side of the story and I doubt that we'll ever get that I'm in this weird camp I've talked about this before but I think so think that Scott and Courtney are endgame and like I just root for them so much but I also love Kravis which is Courtney and Travis Barker who I've also talked a lot about on this podcast and there's some like super cute paparazzi pictures of them that have come out after they went out for lunch at his restaurant conveniently uh, they were photographed after that and they just look so freaking cute but I don't know I just always root for Courtney and Scott it's really like Haley uh Justin and Selena like Haley and Justin look like the perfect couple but I don't know I'm weirdly always also rooting for Selena which which is just such a weird thing when we talk about celebrity couples because obviously we don't know them and to like want something like this when we have no idea what the true like relationship looks like is just such a weird thing to me the other relationship that we see detailed is that chloe wants to have a second kid with tristan thompson not via sex but via like embryo implantation the word is escaping me right now and i just want to say a props to chloe for 
detailing this on TV, I can imagine it's like extremely difficult. You see her using the hormones and harvesting the eggs and all of that stuff. And I just know how tough that is on your body physically and mentally um, for someone to show their experience with IVF and and it not working out at this point I think is really really brave and I just really appreciated seeing that on TV. I think that women are talking more about their struggles with pregnancy and miscarrying and uh, stuff like that and just seeing it on TV and it just being really real is really impactful. Kim also talks about how she had SOM through surrogacy, just talking about another way to have a kid. And it was really cool to hear. If you're watching the episode and I'm trying really hard, but just ensuring if you're talking about these things with your friends or family, just be mindful of the language you use. Like, A few times I wanted to say like the traditional way of having kids or an alternative way or anything like that. And that really invalidates these other ways of getting pregnant. And I think even just talking about it out loud, I definitely want to learn more and see what other ways I can talk about this stuff in a more affirming way. But we see this shame that a lot of people carry when they can't have kids because it hasn't been historically talked about. So yeah, maybe that's a little homework assignment for all of us. So through this process and just throughout the episode, we hear a lot from Tristan, who is like fully on the shows and doing confessionals. And we see in the scenes from the next episode, Chloe talks to Scott about the comment he made on an Instagram a few months ago that says, Tristan is a lucky man. And I feel so bad for Chloe because like, (laughs) literally, I said this like two episodes ago that like, man her taking him back after what happened with him cheating on her when she was like nine months pregnant is brutal but like I really empathized with her when she was talking about I guess maybe a possible reconciliation she said that they were just friends and co-parents at this point but it seems like she might have been just kind of taking it really slow with him I think that's where the progression is we've seen the engagement rings and stuff now but I really empathized with her because you could tell that she's really reading into what the public is saying again it's just like another thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately about how I comment on these things or we comment on these things and then like celebs like do read some of that stuff and It's their own decision, obviously, and just seeing how that kind of affects some of the things. It's a really like meta look at the TV show that just we would not have had in the beginning stages of keeping up with the Kardashians. Like they wouldn't be talking about the social repercussions of some of their actions. So I don't know. It's been all interesting. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Let's get back into it. The episode was weird being that it was just a whole bunch of like jump cuts. It detailed all of Chloe's appointments and stuff, but it was like probably like I'd say a month or even two months of content in one episode. So it was really weird how usually sometimes it's like, oh, this is filmed over like one week when they're in Bali or whatever. But this was like a full two months just 
cut up into one episode. So it's a little bit choppy and surface level, but there are some good conversations if you decide to check it out. Anyways, sticking with the Kardashians, but outside of their TV show, Chris spoke about the Kimye divorce, which I was like really shocked about. I think I'm still in denial and I didn't think it was real, but she like said, oh yeah, it's been like tough because they've got kids and they're just trying to figure it out, which yeah, I just think is wild because no one has directly commented on it yet. So I guess it's real and I doubt we'll get much on the TV show, but maybe on the Hulu situation. I don't know. And then this past week, Kylie's makeup artist, Sam, unfortunately got into a car accident and needed surgery, which is obviously really sad. I wish him all the best and I hope that he is recovering well. There has been a little bit of drama surrounding this because Kylie posted their GoFundMe on Instagram, not directly asking people to chip in, but obviously that's the point of sharing these types of donation pages and she donated five thousand dollars to him but she was getting a lot of backlash on twitter because it's like shouldn't you just pay the full sixty thousand dollars you are the self-made billionaire which we know isn't quite true but her net worth is 900 million so you think that she could chip in for like a measly 60k for someone who is like an employee of hers but also like I'm sure friend as well what do you think do you think that she should have paid the 60k or do you think giving five thousand dollars which was the original like met the original fundraising goals but then they changed the goal to sixty thousand so I think she was like okay I'll pay it off but then um they changed the amount that they were looking for and then she didn't contribute past that. A lot of people have been like, it's shady to do that because she's basically asking a lot of people that aren't as privileged or as wealthy as her to donate. Probably a lot that are like young kids. And then again, just the fact that she is extremely rich. Um, a lot of people are talking about the $15,000 purse that she bought Stormy recently, but like, isn't just like also paying off this medical bill so what do you think I don't I don't think it's a good luck to be honest I would hope that someone with that amount of wealth is giving it away the Kardashians have basically tried to say a lot of times when people have asked them what they donate to like oh we privately donate to these places just because we don't publicize it doesn't mean that we're not helping out But sometimes I think like maybe that's just not true. Maybe they're just not helping out in general. If I had that type of money, the first thing I'm doing is helping out my family and friends. And I just think people that aren't that wealthy always think like of people that are that wealthy. Like, oh, well, I'm sure they're like helping out their family or friends or like I'm sure they're super generous. And I think that this is just like another thing that it's like, no, people like that are not doing that. They're like hoarding their wealth and exploiting people. And we don't need people that are that rich in the world. Anyways, it's been like 24 hours since all of this backlash happened. I hope that Kylie donates the rest of the money and I wish Sam a speedy recovery. And Kylie, I just, I won't forget this. Like it just seems so shystery. I just truly, truly will never forget this. 
Okay, last Kardashian story before we move on. Chloe's plastic surgery. I just want to talk about this like real briefly. She's been getting a lot of shit about her recent plastic surgery on her face in just different videos that she's been posting and somebody on Instagram made a video just being like this can be like super super damaging and she actually commented on the the person's reel or whatever it was and was like hey like this does really hurt my soul like thanks so much for sticking up for me and kind of almost saying the thing that no one else was saying because everyone seemed to be like picking her apart and I just feel so bad for her because there is such an immense pressure like I've talked about this before with Chloe in particular just with Courtney um Kim being her sister she was always you know she was the funny fat sister and and after 20 years of being in the public eye that inevitably will get to a person no matter how strong they are and it sucks for for women in particular obviously we know body ideals and beauty ideals impact everyone as well but it's kind of like damned if you do damned if you don't like her body was picked apart and scrutinized pre-plastic surgery and then she changes it and then it's still scrutinized so it's like she's scrutinized for being a normal woman and then she decides to change her appearance a bit which caring about your appearance is totally fine and that's fucking frowned upon too and it's just it's so annoying like it's like okay she didn't care and she was picked apart and now she does care and she's picked apart again I know I'm repeating myself but it's just like what what did you want her to do talking to the public in general like literally she bends to what you were saying possibly I, I don't even know if that's the case like everyone has the freedom to make their own choices about their appearance but people are assuming she bent to what the public said and changed things that about her body that we didn't care for and then she changed it to match the beauty ideal and then we're still pissed at her like it's just so fucking annoying and this incessant need for women to look beautiful but not do anything is just annoying I don't even know what I'm saying here to be honest this is not well planned out but I'm just saying that like it's fucking annoying when there's an unrealistic beauty standard but then if you do one fucking thing to fit into that ideal you are chastised like don't let anyone see you fucking trying or caring about any of these things like how dare you and again I just feel like we pick apart the individual so much on these topics when we should be looking at society as a whole and changing those things instead of like picking apart one person who has been scrutinized for 20 years it's just so unfair Okay, there's one final thing I'll say about this, and maybe we talk about this in another episode. Maybe this is a deep dive bonus episode content that we can get into, because I feel like, again, I'm not being super articulate about the points that I'm trying to make. Hopefully you understand the gist. But another thing I'll just say is like caring about your appearance or things that are coded as 
typically for women are just looked down upon or seen as vapid or for the male gaze and stuff like that and I'm just I'm so tired of it and I feel bad that Chloe is the subject of all of this I guess is what I'm trying to say we talk a little bit about this in the free Britney episode that I'll be releasing soon but just that Britney was just the target of all of these values that our society held about like virginity and sexuality and what women should do and what they should do with their bodies and I just feel like that's very similar with Chloe. Like she's just been one of those people that everything that's discussed about her is usually about the way she looks. Okay, let's move on to some lighter things. <laughs> the iCarly reboot is happening. The stars, I only really know Miranda Cosgrove's name. I don't know, the other person that played Spencer and then the other person that played Freddie were seen on a set. <laughs> I feel like I'm usually always down for like reboots like Gilmore Girls and I can't think of any other reboots that I've watched but I don't know usually I'm stoked when it's like wow this is something I loved as a kid and it's coming back and I can still enjoy it oh oh another one I really liked was um, Boy Meets World Girl Meets World like I love revisiting things you liked as a kid especially especially during quarantine, which I have talked about extensively. But there's no Jeanette McCurdy, which like, it sucked. It was weird because it seemed like she wasn't invited back. But now she's just talking about how problematic like being a child actor was and how she was really impacted about growing up this way. And it sounds like maybe she just declined Like she was like, I never wanted to be an actor and like, I just, I don't want to revisit this. It's not something that I'm interested in doing. So I was mad that they didn't include her, but then her elaborating on why she doesn't want to do that is great. That's a great boundary that she put up and it would probably be very easy to go back into that character. Like just think about the money and like the fame that she could get. So good for you, Jeanette McCurdy. But one of the plot points that I'm just confused about is Freddie is apparently a stepdad in the reboot. And it's just it's weird because like a he still to me looks like a 12 year old kid. And I just cannot believe that they are at the age of like being parents. It seems so weird. And is Sam going to be the mom I can't remember. I watched the show like sporadically because it was on YTV, which was a Canadian version of Family Channel. And for a really long time, my family did not have Family Channel. So it was like kind of all I had was these Nickelodeon scraps when I like really, truly wanted to be watching Hannah Montana. But is Sam going to be the mom? Because I don't know if they ended up together in the TV show. I remember they like started dating, but who knows? I'll probably watch the first episode for, again, nostalgic purposes, but I doubt that I'll continue. For some reason, Miranda Crossgrove has always annoyed me a little bit. Anyways, that's a story for another time. Let's talk about Addison Ray. Addison released a single called Obsessed, and I am low-key obsessed with it. I think it's like a good boppy, fun summer track. <laughs> 
And I like it. And I did a poll on my Instagram. If you're not following me there, definitely check me out at RTBP Podcast. I did a poll. It was a fact or fiction where we test the RTBP audience of what they think about celebrity stories. And if they're fact or fiction, and I put Addison Rae's new song is actually good, 83% said fiction. (laughs) Fucking scathing. (laughs) Honestly, I think it's cute. Um... It sounds like Selena Gomez's Look at Me Now, which I also love. (laughs) So this is the thing. I have bad taste in music. And like I get that and I'm okay with it because it's good to me. So I am not embarrassed that I am listening to Addison Rae. And I'm going to talk about Justin Bieber in a second too. So life's too short to think that you're guilty pleasures that you need to feel guilty about them plain and simple and like what is good music and what is bad music (laughs) like anyways I'm not going down another fucking societal issue rabbit hole we're gonna keep it light from here on out possibly (laughs) okay I just said that but I basically am lying because (laughs) I think the thing that annoys me is like okay you don't have to like the song and you don't have to like the music video I some of the dance moves are a little weird (laughs) but it's very tiktoky right but I think that's what's annoying to me is I've been seeing all these comments being like oh she's like just famous on tiktok and now she's just trying to capitalize on something else and it's like why the fuck wouldn't she she blew up within like a year this is her career now and everyone else in the fucking entire world does this people have other hobbies it's just not like oh she's a tiktok dancer so now for the rest of her life she just has to do tiktok dances it's like people have other interests that we might have just not known about We know one sliver of her life and it's truly one sliver because TikToks are one minute long. I think it's really smart for people that have blown up on TikTok to try to build in other income sources while they can, while they're still super famous in case TikTok goes the way of Facebook or like Snapchat. Like you want to build in these other ways to make an income if this is what you want to pursue. I think I gave her a little bit of flack for being the lead of the movie she's all that the remake and I think it's called he's all that or whatever and I feel like it's not that she moved into acting and now singing I think that's excellent I love so many people that have done that like Hilary Duff and Selena Gomez But I think I was just like, okay, this is such a classic that I want it to be remade well. So maybe don't have this as like her first movie to be this one. But I have no qualms with her moving into singing and acting. And I just hate people that sit there and they're like, think that they wouldn't do the same thing. Like if you are offered these opportunities, of course you're going to take them. And she did an article. I want to say it was in the Rolling Stone, but I like kind of highly doubt that. But she did some kind of magazine article about the song. And she's like, yeah, I'm really like into, you know, trying to make beats or something some music term I can't remember what it was but like 
I like just like messing around and like coming up with melodies or whatever she said. And someone was ripping on her for that. And I just think like, who knows? She could have a real talent in this. And job descriptions often contain things where you're using many different skills. It's not just like all one thing. So it's just super confusing to me. Looping it back to the Kardashians, I do want to know if she's still hanging out with Courtney. It seems like she's going to be on the 20th season, but again, this was taped like through the summer. So I haven't seen them out and about in a while. Courtney did post about the song. So I'm just curious do you think that they're still friends? And just finally leave Addison Ray alone. <laughs> Okay, next thing we're going to chat about is Justin Bieber's new album. Before we do a quick Bachelor update and then I share my This Week in Petty. So Justin Bieber released his like sixth studio album and I'm definitely in that nostalgia phase. I was listening to My World (laughs) this week uh, because it's just fun and... The album, I think, is, like, really good. Peaches is, I think, the first single that he's released, and it is the perfect driving song. I just put it on and then, like, ripped down Beach Drive, which is just a big, like, Oceanside Drive in Victoria, B.C., where I live, and it's just the perfect summer song. The MLK stuff is weird. He he sampled some of Martin Luther King's a speech of his on a song and then like it's not about like racial equality. So it, I don't know, it's weird. Do your own research. I'm not going to get too much into it, but and the title was Justice of the album. It's kind of weird and he's getting like a, a bunch of flack about that. But yeah, look that up on Google if if you would like to know more. I think the song that stood out to me most was Ghost, Obvi, because I'm a Jelena stan. And it's about like really missing someone and it, and like if you can't have them, you'll like have the ghost of them. Sounds fucking weird when you say it like that. I'm not as articulate, obviously, as the lyrics are. But if I was Haley and I like rolled up to the recording studios and Justin was like, <laughs> Justin was laying down this track and I'm just sitting like behind the booth being like what the absolute fuck it's a no from me dog I feel like you're actually not releasing this song um and for these reasons in specific it's just like it's weird it's clearly talking about missing someone that isn't in your life anymore but some speculation online is like oh it could just be like a friend or a family member maybe someone who passed away but it just seems like a very like you're talking about someone in a romantic way so I just don't believe that so let me know what you think is ghost about Selena Gomez and if you were Hailey Bieber would you be cool with your like artist husband releasing that because it's his craft or would you be like sorry I have the patience of a saint but like I just I also can't do that sorry okay and last but not least my bachelor update I stopped watching when all of the racism stuff came to a head for that reason obviously but also just I have not been feeling the bachelor franchise for a while now honestly two or three years but again it just has such a fucking hold on pop culture that when you record a podcast and when you're like 
interested in celebrities, you just like can't get away from it. And I just feel so bad for Matt. Obviously, the ending was really, really sad. And there's been a lot of support for Rachel Kirkconnell, like racist people saying that Matt was like in the wrong and like attacking him. And it seems like her sister has been like kind of condoning this in like Facebook groups and stuff. It's all really, really ugly. And then like the Chris Harrison thing, just to give like a small update about that. He's hired a lawyer, possibly because he thinks he's getting the can and maybe he's trying to like fight back. But it's like, shouldn't you get fired if you do something wrong? Like, isn't that usually how it works? So I'm just super, super confused about what's going on. Katie's season has actually probably started filming or will in the next week or so. And Caitlin and Tasha are there, not as hosts, as Caitlin points out, but as supports for her. And it sucks because I feel like Caitlin and Tasha are probably like my top, like in my top five bachelorettes that I love, love, love. And it just sucks that I, I just can't watch this season, even though I think they, like their element would be really fun. I'm just so tired. And again, I'm sure I'll see it all on social media because I follow all of the batch accounts. But I think that's just how I'm going to be following this season. I just need a break. And I feel like I've said this on the pod, but if I haven't, it's tough because I really like Bachelor in Paradise and it seems like that's coming this season. And it's only fun if you know the characters that are going to be there. But I'm just tired. I'm tired of this broken franchise. I'm tired of supporting people that don't deserve to be supported. I'm tired of the super manufactured drama and I'm just taking a little bit of a bachelor break. Maybe forever, maybe just for a few months. Only time will tell. Okay, let's wrap up this episode with a This Week in Petty. I don't usually talk about stuff I feel like this personal, but it's just so funny and I feel like it's really relatable, so I'll share it with you all. Someone in my family that starts with a G and ends in a ranma. <laughs> was just talking about like people who need the vaccine should go and get it obviously but like if you had a spot and you were like somehow less deserving even though you're eligible you like should wait and give your spot to someone else which is completely wrong if you're eligible for the vaccine please go and get it and there was a tiktok that explained this it was like funny and I was like oh people might be experiencing this same thing and again the moral of the story was if you're eligible go get the vaccine no matter if you think you're like quote-unquote deserving it of it or not so I'm like this is funny so I send it to my family and I say I say send this to grandma it's like a joke and obviously I don't actually mean send this to grandma it's a joke it's rhetorical or whatever you know what I mean so my dad texts me back and he's like done And I'm like, oh my God. So I was laying in bed doing like the laziest post-work TikTok scroll. And I like pop up and I'm just like, no, 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 no. Did you like fucking watch it? Like I just (laughs) lost my inheritance and my relationship with this person in 20 seconds so I call my parents and they're like so chill they're like making dinner not caring that oh no 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 it's fine it's fine I'm freaking out I'm like do you understand what this means like texting someone something 
like whether it be a screenshot or whatever that you're not supposed to is just honestly the worst situation ever because how do you get out of something like that if you know a way if you've ever sent a screenshot to someone that you weren't supposed to you know in your side chat or whatever to your girlfriends when you're scrolling through like a dating app or whatever and you send it to the guy please tell me how you got out of it because I just feel like you can't I don't think I've ever seen a way that this has been done that isn't just completely fucking fake or just you just know that the person knows you're lying again so not only are you you sent this text message to the incorrect person but you're doubling down and you're lying about it it is so bad and like you're just thinking like how do I explain this to this person right so anyways my saving grace is that it's like she couldn't open it or I don't know if it even sent or like whatever they're not TikTok users but when I tell you that my life flashed before my eyes. Ugh, it's just, it's not the type of adrenaline I'm looking for uh, mid-post-work, like, depression TikTok scroll. Let me tell you that. Like, I am looking for a little bit more excitement in my life, and, like, I do miss doing things that are exhilarating in COVID, but it's like, holy fuck, that is the absolute wrong it's the excitement that I was looking for. I actually shit my pants like it was so fucking scary. Anyways, if this has happened to you, please tell me what happened. Send me the screenshots. Make sure you're not sending it to anybody else. You know when you do that? Because it's happened to everyone, I feel like. It's been a really long time since that's happened to me, like years, I would say. But it's always happened to one person. And then, or even if you just have like a close call and you know how you're just every single time you send a message after that you're like triple checking who you're sending it to and you're going to like a completely different app to send stuff because you're like okay well they're not on this app like I don't have them on this app so like there's no way I could send it to them so so I'll send it to this person on this one and it'll be all good and just for like the next five days you just can't send a text message (laughs) without triple checking everything I feel like that only happens now when I want to do like a Facebook stock and I almost type the person's name into the like what's on your mind like Facebook status bar and I don't know how I'm still doing that like after like what 15 years of having Facebook but god it it sends shivers down my spine Anyways, like I was saying, if you've ever done this, send me the screenshots and tell me how you got out of it. Or maybe you're a good person and you didn't try to lie and you just like told them the truth. Like, could you imagine just like coming out with the truth? (laughs) Ugh, I truly cannot. Okay, and I think we'll wrap up there. Thank you so much for listening. If you're sticking around to this point, I appreciate you so much. If you want more RTBP in your life, Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at RTBP Podcast. And if you're looking for other ways to support the podcast, leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the pod find new listeners and grow the RTBP community. I hope you're doing well out there. I promise we will get through this COVID time together. 
I can't believe I've been saying that for a year, but it still remains true. As always, I'm your host, Tori. I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.